Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Johnny Nani. We are here after an absolute shellacking eight to two. The White Sox dropped this one to the Minnesota Twins. Two games in a row, the Sox the Sox dropped to them, and uh, this one was un- just not pleasant to watch. Johnny, I don't know how you feel, but right now I'm 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 pretty down right now. Yuck. Ugh. Yeah, just terrible. I uh, hate hearing that word shellacking when it's used against us, but that is what the Twins uh, did to us. I, I know the score was not as big of a margin as it was last uh, Tuesday, I believe, um, when, when we also got shellacked up in Minnesota. But it kind of had that same vibe to this game, Buzz. I don't know. Did, did you get that as well, just because it kind of felt so far out of reach the whole time? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, starting the game off in the in, in the first inning, you know, and uh, Lou Reed starting off with the leadoff double, and then uh, you know getting driven in by by Jose after a wild pitch that gets him to third, and Jose hits a double to score him. I, I was feeling good in the beginning, and then, like you just said, man, after that it was just it felt like we just kept trying to like reach, and we just couldn't grab it, and then it just started getting further and further away. It was just a hard one to get through tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. Um, and that was literally the, you know, I think it felt like that, uh, like I had said, that kind of uh, despairing sort of mode all game because that only positive really for the White Sox came in that bottom of the first, and then it started just going downhill there from the second. Uh, twins get right back at it, uh, leadoff single, and the way that uh, Rosario got on there, it was a pop-up that was between Timmy and Lurie. Um, it didn't look like Lurie was calling it, so, you know, Tim should take charge. But then again, Lurie's coming in from the outfield, so you'd think that he has the better play on it than the guy going back on it. Just kind of, you know, uh, if you remember from your playing days at all, you kind of, you know, outfielder usually has the better read on that. But if he couldn't get to it in time, I don't know exactly what was there. Um, but then... You know, it's looking like uh, Detweiler may get out of this. Uh, Sano strikes out, Crone flies out, and then uh, yeah, the, that fly out by Crone. It wasn't a fly out. It was a. It was going to be a home run, but Lurie uh, had a perfect home run robbery, jumping at the fence. So I guess that was another positive. But positives ended there because uh, that was two outs there, like I'd said. But uh, Adrianza single, and then uh, Scope three run bomb, uh, three run Twins at that point and they did not look back after that kept adding on uh one more in the um third uh excuse me they, they had two more in the third um and and then uh another let's see yeah uh no and then they uh they got to fry in the eighth that was it uh yeah right well, man well you know that in the third there nani the one play that just got my ass i'm sorry it was just when uh snow was in the box man and he like went you know he went to like call time and then detweiler threw the pitch he stepped back in the box and smacked it right at timmy and it was there was an error yeah and timmy just like what an awkward fall i wish we we could put video into a podcast you know Mm -hmm. what i mean just so people could see what i'm talking about here but just i can't explain it was a broken play Right, like it, it just seemed like when he put his hand up to like call time and, and the time wasn't granted and the pitch was thrown, it just seemed like it threw Tim off. And that drove in, I believe that drove in a run. Um, yeah, yep, uh, that, that put him up 5-1 at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think Polanco scored on that. And I, I just, yeah, there's no looking back after the third inning, man. It was, that, it was game, set, match. 
Yeah, so unfortunately that uh, I do, let's see, I'm trying to think if they uh, gave that an error to Timmy uh, on that play, but it was a weird play, and, you know, that's unfortunate because, you know, that also gets people pointing at Timmy and saying, oh, you know, he's league leading, uh, would have been his 24th error of the season if that was marked that. Um, yeah, they did mark know. it an error there. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's tough, but it was kind of right there at his feet too. So, uh, I mean, just an unfortunate, I feel like that's just like the, what what the vibe was all all night at the ballpark uh, for the White Sox tonight, minus that one run in the first inning, really. Um, I know they had gotten one more, uh, and it was uh, it, it was a chance where they, they probably should have scored more because, uh, you know, Tony's not on, but he would love for us to read the uh, what, what do we do with runners in scoring position. One for 11 tonight. Yeah, you can't um, see. They just can't have it, Johnny. Yeah, that was terrible, and that was in the fourth inning is a situational sort of opportunistic thing that I'm talking about that they didn't convert on. Um, Mankata singled one out, then Timmy singled, uh, put Mankata over to third. Eli walked, uh, so Skull comes up, and he did hit a ball hard, but it ended up being a fielder's choice, uh, so Mankata scored on that. But you got two outs at that point, and then Wellington Castillo comes up and strikes out. I mean, I probably could have told you he was going to do that before he even came up to the plate, but uh, that that left runners on first and third at that point. So um, that was, if the White Sox were going to climb back into the game, that would have been the time to do it, and uh, it just didn't happen. And... (laughs) The, the Like I had mentioned, the Twins uh, in the eighth inning uh, made Jace Fry look foolish. Uh, he came in and got no one out. Um, uh, Scope hit his second home run of the game to make it 6-2. And then uh, Cave doubled, and then Garver hit a two-run bomb. And that was the end of Fry's outing. So that won't help the old ERA there, Buzz. No one had it. No one had it going tonight. And, and honestly, like, for Ross Detweiler in the four innings that he pitched, you know, letting up six hits, he, he let up uh, five earned runs tonight. Um, I mean, obviously the defense behind him wasn't wasn't all that. You know, it, I don't know, man. It, it was just nothing. It was not a good rebound game for the White Sox after last night. Like everything that we said in last night's end of our, you know, end of the podcast, what we were looking for forward to for today, just nothing came to fruition. Um, the offense, like, once again, stagnant. Even though they did record, I believe nine hits. Yeah, they recorded nine hits, but they didn't. They didn't score. And mm-hmm. what did you say yesterday? You can't win ball games if you don't if you don't get runs. God, it's so simple, but so true. <laughs> so I mean, it was just, you know, again, Minnesota. We we know what they're about. Very potent offense. Very good team this year. There's there's no doubt about it. But. You know, this is these are the games that the White Sox need to win. Going one for eleven with runners in scoring position just doesn't help our cause, and it's just you know. And once again, White Sox are in double-digit strikeouts here tonight, just like last night. So we uh, we struck out twelve times tonight. Yoan Makata accounted for three of them. Wellington Castillo drops below two hundred again this year with yeah. uh, with three strikeouts. You know, it just. Rough game, but another multi-hit performance from Tim Anderson. So silver linings, right? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, his batting average is like something like what when they put it up towards the end of the uh, game there, or like 381 in August or something like that. Yeah. That's, just, that's ridiculous. Uh, it, it just speaks to how consistent he's been uh, this month. Um, 
So, you know, Buzz, we, we could talk about uh, negatives and stuff of this game. I kind of want to get to some outlying uh, sort of things, some, uh, you know, this podcast would be really depressing if we only uh, discussed how many times we struck out and how terrible we were with runners in scoring position. And since we've covered all that already, uh, let's get to what, first of all, one thing that was on my mind was one thing that you had tweeted out um, when I believe it was when Scope hit his first home run of the yeah. evening. Yeah, it was after um, the first home run that he hit. Yeah. Just to explain the situation behind that, because I thought it was hilarious. So Scope comes out, Johnny, and he, and he cracks a homer, right? He hits a dinger. And then the Minnesota Twins Twitter... Was you know Scope's twentieth uh, bomba of the season because they I don't know if they meant to put that the bomba squad I guess that's their thing so B O M B A but Scope's twentieth bomb of the season means the bomba squad has seven players that have hit that mark this year it's a franchise record and ties the MLB record so I decided to take a clip from uh, Nate Diaz from a UFC presser back in the day and just you know mm-hmm. ha- hashtag everybody's on steroids, <laughs> you know, cause this, this is some BS video game stuff right now. Yeah. The, the numbers are exactly like you said, video game style. And, and I've been saying it, you know, I, I know there's a juice ball and whatever, but the twins, man, the, they are just hitting the crap out of the ball. Um, and, and I think they had more, you know, there was some stat like way earlier in the season that, um, you know, they, they'd never had like, you know, one season with more than, uh, you know, what was it? Three months with more than 60 home runs or something like that. And they'd broken that within like the first like four months of the season or something like that. Um, j- just ridiculous stuff. Everybody's on steroids. Um, and then a couple of my things, maybe a little Peter Griffin here, you know, it really grinds my gears. First of all, Ryan Goen starting in right field tonight. Um, I, you know, it would be nice to just have a at this point of the year a prospect that would be you know hopeful in right field like at this point if you'd have told me um we weren't competing now but you know we we were inching towards you know seeing some of these younger guys up i would have hoped that we were seeing a blake rutherford and or a Luis basabi um i mean obviously i'd want Luis robert in center field but if you're talking about right field positionally you're a mike or adolfo but of course we can't have that buzz because we can't have nice things and our guys can't develop or they're just injured all the time um, so that's what really grinds my gears about the starting lineup tonight. Um, and then another thing, this is on the broadcast. Um, I, I tweeted out that I had muted it um, during the second inning and for good reason. Buzz, I know you saw this as well. I, I had to retweet it, Johnny. I threw, I threw an RT on Dude. there. And when you said you muted it, you know what? I followed suit and I muted it. <laughs> and I'll tell I'll tell the listeners why in case they missed it. I had one person ask me why, so I explained it there. And it went. I'm paraphrasing here, but it went something along the lines of uh, Jason Benetti starting with talking about both Nick Madrigal and Luis Robert performing well once again down in Triple uh, A Charlotte. And they lead away from that. You know, Luis Robert hit another home run in Charlotte tonight because of course he did. Uh, we just get to watch grainy highlights of them buzz. Um, <laughs> But Jason Benetti says, oh, yeah, you know, many of fans wanted Madrigal and Robert uh, up here, you know, two years ago. And then he turns it over to Stone and Stone says, oh, no, three years ago. So then Benetti's you know, laughing with him. Oh, yeah, before Madrigal's even drafted. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Her dur, so funny. And then they give a ringing endorsement for the Charlotte Knights playoff run and how great it'll see to uh, or great. It'll be to see these guys win together and learn how to win together and all of this. <sighs> It's also tiresome, Buzz. Well, it, it's water carrying. 
You know, and I hate using that term, but it, it is. It is. It's water carry like, Wednesdays. I mean, how many times this year do you feel like you've gotten a condescending tone from Steve Stone? All the time. Whether it's on the broadcast or on Twitter. Like, I feel like I am being lectured about how this team is going to be great when, I mean, dude, he might be right, sure, but I'm sick of hearing about it after watching a crappy product on the field. That doesn't stop mm-hmm. you from paying for your ticket plan. Exactly. So you, so you just need to be patient because, like, there's this there's this glimmer of hope. Like, dude, get knock it off, man. Like, you know, yeah. just, just knock it off. Like, I don't I don't care that Luis Robert hit 15 damn home runs in AAA because, you know, why is not doing anything for what actually goddamn matters. Yep. Yeah, well, you know what? Another thing, too, on their sort of uh, thing they're holding, if, if their thing now is for to carry the waters holding out on the Charlotte Knights playoff run and them learning how to win together, well, guess what? The Knights just lost, like, their fifth in a row. So, uh, you know what? They may not even be in the playoffs. So, uh, I bet it'll look great if that happens for you, um, the, those guys up in the booth. So, that, I just wanted to comment on that. And if they want to twist fans' words and say, you know, mock us like that, then I'll mock Stones. Everyone knows it takes the best, the best houses take 75 years to build buzz um that's my last comment on it oh yeah you know the concrete takes a long time to harden up the foundation just takes a long time to get going like i mean come on man our foundation's already got cracks in it yep and it's new or you know i like i again you know it's just that condescending tone like i don't like to tune into broadcast and feel or looking on twitter and feeling like i'm being lectured when i think that we all had you know, more glimmer, you know, of a glimmer of hope in the beginning of the season or even last year. You know, I think we talked about this before on a Sunday fun day. It's just don't don't poke fun at the fans that are bitching and moaning that are the fans that, you know, go to these games and I don't know, record 99 episodes, which I believe tonight is of Socks yep. on Tap. 99. So I don't you know, I don't feel like that we need to be lectured about it. You know, it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's getting it's, annoying. It's, it's more the tone. They can, of course, they can certainly have their takes, and their takes will be influenced by their who their employer is. That's a, of course it's going to be like that. But um, you know, it, we're entitled to ours too, and the condescending tone from it because you you know exactly who is being called out in that. Um, and if you don't think that. I mean, it, every, like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, I'm of the opinion that Luis Robert should have been brought up way earlier to start this feeling out process, the take the lumps process. I've said it uh, on here so many times, I'll be blue in the face by the end of this episode, but I'll repeat it again. Uh, he, he should have been up here, and I don't care about the Charlotte Knights playoff run buzz. Uh, that does no good for, you know, uh, n- nobody hangs AAA uh, championship banners fr- from the stadium on the south side of Chicago. So, uh <laughs> The, the first step in, uh, uh, obviously, we know the White Sox aren't competing there, and that was part of their argument. It, it was all uh, it all played into this, like you had said, basically a massive pail of water that they picked up on their shoulders and brought through the second inning, <laughs> past the fans. Uh, it, it all played into that, and, and it just set me off a little bit. So I felt like we needed to touch on it before we uh, moved on to the series finale here. No, you're absolutely right, man. Like like I said, you know, it just gets annoying. It just, you know, it whatever you're trying to accomplish is, you know, I, I get, just like you said, that's their employer. That's what they're going to do. But, you know, I, I understand that stone and Benetti can't come out and be like, well, this might not look real good right now. Like this is kind of making us nervous. I understand they can't do that, but it's just like the consistency of it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, that that's the most annoying part. But Absolutely. You, want, man, you know, I, I, I just, what, 
when I look at it and I look at the tweets, and like I said, I even look at the interactions on Twitter between Stone Bonetti, not so much, but Stone uh, on Twitter. It's like this guy's just got a hard on for for taking, you know, taking huge stands against fans that are questioning what's actually going on around here. And I just kind of feel like instead of having a conversation about it, it's it's one a one sided opinion. You know, like I said, I'll be completely open. Listen, yeah, they might still be real good, but I think that we have a legitimate cause of concern to, you know, mm-hmm. to question it. But, again, I digress, is what it is. You know, that's why we have a mute function. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we don't go any further down the rabbit hole there. Just wanted to bring it up in case anyone missed it or wasn't in front of the TV for that. Uh, know that that was said, and if you have concerns about it, it was a uh, indir- even if you may not feel it, it was an indirect shot at you. Um, if you have been one to call for either Madrigal or Robert to be called up, um, which I don't think is that outlandish, but apparently the uh, White Sox broadcast team does. So uh, let's move on. Uh, finale of this series on the South side day game tomorrow, 1:10 PM. Uh, it'll be Dylan Cease for the white Sox against Jose Barrios for the twins. Barrios 10 and seven, three, five, three ERA, 155 strikeouts on the year. Cease three and six, uh, five, seven, six ERA, uh, 50 strikeouts did, uh, record a win in his last outing against the Texas Rangers. So, uh, a nice little building block for Dylan Cease there, buzz. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in all of Dylan Cease's starts, he's let up a home run. Um, mm. So, I mean, that's been something that's been, uh, you know, well-documented um, with Dylan this year. You know, he kind of has some – sometimes he has uh, trouble getting control of his fastball. Sometimes breaking ball won't be working on him. Saw a lot of pitches uh, last – and even though it was a win, we saw a lot of the pitches in his last outing against Texas, uh, especially his breaking ball, just hitting the plate, you know, getting away from McCann when he was catching. Um so tomorrow, I mean, looking out of Dylan Cease is uh, easier said than done, obviously. He's going to take his long. I'm not worried about Dylan Cease by any means necessary, but, you know, to, just to get himself back on track, he needs to stay calm and, and try to, you know, do what he does. You know, locate his fastball, have good control, use the breaking ball when he needs it. And uh, honestly, like, you know, it, it's just not a very it's not a very good team, you know, against Minnesota to try to, like, I want to say try not to let up a home run tomorrow, but Minnesota likes to hit dingers. So hopefully he can, you know, he can have a good quality start against these guys. Yeah, the uh, Bama squad going to be at it again tomorrow. It's going to be a day game. Uh, balls will probably be flying out of the yard. Uh, but just to be realistic about it, um, I would say that, this, like you had said, probably not a good target date for Dylan Cease to not give up a home run. But if he does, then that makes it all the greater uh, feat. I, I believe. Buzz, what a so. stupid nickname, Johnny. The Bama Squad. Yeah, that, that, that's dumb. I don't pay attention to Minnesota Twins Twitter. I don't pay attention to their trends, um, whatever they're talking about with their team uh, this season. But it, it just sounds dumb. Sounds it's really stupid. Lame. Yeah, it is. The, the name itself is. I mean, hitting home runs is definitely cool and tough. But um, the the name itself, you could brand it someone as something a little bit better, in my opinion. But uh, that's not our job. They can go ahead and figure that out. Figure it out. Um, yeah, uh, I think we you, you covered it there, uh, what Dylan Cease needs to do. Uh, like I said, day game. Um, so that's, d- d- once again, doesn't really play that much into his favor, but uh, m- maybe some shadows later in the game can, uh, you know, help, help the White Sox a little bit, but also could play against them. So well, we will see. We will see how tomorrow goes. Um, we we got to get into picks click, though, Buzz. Who are they brought to you by? They're brought 
brought to you by SecondCityPicks.com. You can follow them on Twitter at SecondCityPicks or go to their website, SecondCityPicks.com, where you can choose the, usually the score of a White Sox or a Cubs or even a, a Bears. It might even be tomorrow. But uh, it's brought to you by SecondCityPicks.com, where you choose the score of the game. You just enter your email in. It's very easy to do, and it's free to you. So you go to secondcitypicks.com. You can predict the score or the runs of the game, whatever they are doing that certain day. And you can earn a, uh, if you do win, you can earn a gift card to a fine eating establishment here in the Chicago land area. Again, that is at secondcitypicks.com. And you can follow them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. Yeah, but Second City Picks are really cool. Um, I actually played tonight, and unfortunately, I was damn close. Uh, I know we say close only cops and horseshoes and hand grenades, but um, it, it's as simple as this. I guess that the winning team, because tonight you had to pick the winning team, didn't have to specify the winner, but whoever the winning team would be, predict that number of runs. Um, tonight, I predicted seven for the winning team. I was hoping it would be the White Sox. Unfortunately, the Twins ended up getting eight, so I was one away. Uh, one less run by the Twins, and I would have won a free gift card to Connie's Pizza. Um, super simple. Uh, all I do is enter the email. But you know what? It's free. Uh, no hang-ups, n- no limit on the amount of times that you can play. So I'm going to go and enter again tomorrow uh, for tomorrow's game. And hopefully it'll be White Sox help me out uh, with whatever run total that I predict um, for that one. So uh, pick the click. Who who you rolling with for tomorrow's game, Buzz? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go Mankata. He struck out three times tonight, but he did put the bat on the ball. Um once there. So I'm going to go Mankata tomorrow. I feel like, you know, he's going to try to help the bleed, help the stop the bleeding there. So I'm going to go Yoan Mankata. I went Timmy to, or I went Jose Abreu for tonight and he did record two hits. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to go Yoan Mankata. I like it. Yep. And uh, Yoan did, you know, for the, despite those three strikeouts, he did hit the ball hard. I uh, had a single uh, that helped get a little bit of rally going uh, in tonight's game. So I like that pick. Um, Let's see. For tomorrow, uh, we've got, yeah, it's Brios on the mound. Uh, I am going to go with, uh, I'm, I'll go with uh, John Jay. That, that's, uh, yeah, not in the lineup tonight. Um, I would guess he's back in tomorrow. Uh, probably not seeing Ryan Goins in right field. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I'm just going to go with it, maybe because this will probably be the last time I ever pick John Jay. Um, <laughs> season's, season's winding down. Won't be back next year. Uh, one last adios for John Jay. Um, so yeah, it's fun uh, to pick somebody it. new sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause I go real heavy on Jose, Eloy, Moncada, Timmy, obviously th- those are the ones that you want to see produce, but whatever, uh, I'll just roll with it by chance. John Jay. So perfect. Yep. So we have Yoa Makata and John Jay as our picks to click. And if you're listening to this, let us know what your picks to click are. You can just tweet at socks on tap or at Nani Johnny or at buzz on tap and let us know, uh, what your picks are for picks a click are for tomorrow's game. One thing I want to hit Johnny before we let everybody go is the uh, new White Sox video that dropped uh, yes. for Tap Sportsnet today. I you know I just want to you know throw a uh, a plug out to that for uh, Buh Productions. He is uh, now making videos for uh, On Tap Sportsnet and he released a really great video which you could find on uh, OnTapSportsnet.com. So you should just go give that you know go check that out if you get a chance. It was a great video. Yeah, absolutely. So, Buzz, like you had mentioned, it is on the website at ontapsportsnet.com. That is where the full video is because it is a little over three minutes long. Twitter limits you to 220 uh, on the upload. So I do. we did put a little teaser preview, about 40-second clip out of it. You can go and find it on the main accounts, uh, and we've retweeted it from Socks on Tap. But the main account at ontapsportsnet, um, it's up there on the website. Go and check it out. If you're feeling down about a game like tonight, um, the video is called Our Turn. 
So, uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll definitely restore some faith, uh, get you hyped up in, in a non-water carrying type of sense. So um, <laughs> that that's all I've got, Buzz. Uh, what are your last words? Huh? Besides, uh, besides that, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs and uh, following us on Socks on Tap. And the next time everybody will be hearing us, Johnny, will be a milestone. It'll be episode 100. Absolutely, Buzz. Uh, it was a good episode 99. I know nobody's enjoying the outcome like we aren't, but we hope you enjoyed the show since it was Black Fox night. Do a little Pat Foley sign off there. And with that being said, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.